Hello, sports fans. This is Jeremy Taché, and this is Miami Miked Up, presented by Cold Blue Vodka. If you haven't tried Cold Blue yet, head over to your nearest Total Wine or select Sam's Club's locations to pick up an ice sculpture bottle. It's the perfect refreshing drink to enjoy on its own or in your favorite cocktails, mojitos, Bloody Marys, martinis, Moscow mules, and more. Cold Blue Vodka is gluten-free, crafted from American-sourced corn, and distilled eight times. Easy to sip on, enjoyable, and the best part, no hangover the next day. I repeat, no hangover the next day. Our friends over at Cold Blue Vodka gave us a promo code for our listeners. Head over to coldbluevodka.com and use the code BALLY20 for 20% off. That's one word, B-A-L-L-Y-2-0, for 20% off your online order. Cold Blue Vodka, redefining the blue-collar lifestyle. Now, let's get to the show. And on this episode of Miami Miked Up, we're going to spell Miked, M-I-K-E apostrophe D, because we have a man with a full head of hair for the time being, uh, still double or nothing bet ahead of him, but also the preeminent Miami newsbreaker, uh, Mike Ryan, joins the show. That's how we're introducing him from the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gatz, Mike Ryan. Uh, how you doing today, man? You must be feeling incredible. Uh, I'm I'm feeling relaxed. Uh, I think it's <laughs> I was very adrenally fatigued. I don't know how. First off, shout out to any kind of newsbreaker because I always kind of assume their their lives were were crazy. And to call myself a newsbreaker is a, is a bit disingenuous. <laughs> but I was on 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 this beat. I can admit that. But it was all consuming, and I was just on one thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how how recruiting guys do it when you're dealing with 18 year old kids. I mean, a huge salute to them. And I, I'm just convinced that Adam Schefter and Adrian Wojnarowski have terrible lives. It's <laughs> just, there's no joy in it. How do you, you can't put your phone down. This story in, in particular, the Miami coaching search was really fluid for something that everyone who was around the program kind of assumed would turn out this way, but it had a lot of interesting twists and turns just because of the unconventional nature of the search, not having an AD in place, not having a coach in place, and still having a coach right. <laughs> uh, actively doing his job for you. It was all kind of a, a uniquely Miami type of deal, and people that are from Miami understands, <laughs> understand what that means, I guess. Yeah, no, that's why it was perfect. It was perfect to follow as someone from down here because it was so uniquely Miami in every way. Before we get into that entire process for you as a as a newsbreaker and the evolution there, I do want to ask you, first question I've been asking everyone, is what is something actually outside of work that has brought you joy recently? Oh, man, my... my this is going to be such a dad answer. And every time I listen to interviews, I'm like, come on, you got to have like a sports car. You got to have a, a hobby. But... Uh, my daughter, once she kind of rounded two, it's, I'm going to be honest with anybody listening in the audience for a dad, my experience with it was the first year I was basically trying to keep a, a wet potato alive. You know, it just, <laughs> there weren't, That's they're just, amazing. they're just flatly no, not many rewards. It's sure. cute. It's burping. It's, it's pooping. It, you got to <laughs> keep it a lot. You're just trying to keep a wet potato alive for the first year. And then 
there are because you don't have the benefit of carrying it in your womb like mothers have a sure. just totally different connection and unfortunately i feel like fathers their relationship is a little bit more transactional like what what are we getting out of this like, do you sure. see me do you hear me do you understand me and now that her her communicate uh her communication skills are, are, are a lot better now mm -hmm. and she's engaged and she'll she'll just talk and you can kind of have a conversation with her and you notice the difference in taking her to the Miami Seaquarium now as opposed to taking her to the Miami Seaquarium three weeks ago. It's a very exciting time. So I'm enjoying that a lot, a lot, a lot. That's amazing. The only version of that I've gotten to see so far is sort of as, as an uncle from afar. Uh, but being able to see, yeah, those little steps in the early stages of childhood as your kid grows just must be the most rewarding thing in the world. And the lack of sleep, I'm sure, prepared you for what the last couple of days have been like. See, segue there. Uh, when it comes to, to breaking news and doing everything that you did, this sort of on this Miami story, and, and for those of you, I guess I haven't said it yet, but for those who don't know, Mike Ryan here broke the news that Mario Cristobal will be the next head coach of the University of Miami and has been on the University of Miami beat all season long when it comes to letting all of us know where the program was at. And so, Mike, you, you started as a Miami fan, obviously, as a kid and have grown into now a sports media personality and and producer personality and, question mark? Yeah, I, I don't know what a, to say because you weird. do so many things I mean truly yeah, like weird. you wear so many different hats and now we'll add newsbreaker as another one um <laughs> yeah but, but I'm gonna be wearing a lot more hats now that Georgia lost <laughs> to Alabama yeah well uh, hey of my uh I know that uh, a, a lot of people probably it was a niche reference just, yeah, yeah listening to this as Miami newsbreaker I have a day job with a Dan Levitard show and Sue Gatz uh, and I had a bet and uh, revolving around the SEC championship game, and I was spectacularly wrong, and I need to shave my head into Paul Feinbaum's uh, air cut, and I'm not at all thrilled with that. And that has added to a very stressful weekend here. Uh, but I'm sorry, Jeremy, you were saying. No, just having that right in the middle of all of this is what was so perfect. Like, that was what made it such a part of the show. Like, it, it, it was just perfect timing that a bet that extreme uh, could be equal with what was going on in the news breaking world. I but had to, I had to clarify any tweets that had nothing to yes. do with the University of Miami because so many Canes fans just started following me and had me set to mobile alerts. Mm -hmm. And when I have an exasperated Vince McMahon because Alabama has just stormed back from 10 points down, they thought something was going hor horrifically wrong with the Miami search. So I'm I'm looking very much forward to just having my Twitter account return to its normal uh, hijinks. But yeah, everybody take you off uh, the the mobile alerts because those. Oh my yes, gosh! Please do. Anybody being on mobile alerts is crazy. But I, we'll we'll tell everyone I had right Feldman, now. I had Bruce Feldman on my mobile alerts all weekend because I know Bruce Feldman to have an incredible relationship with Mario Cristobal. So. I, I kind of took it as this story continued to evolve. I kind of felt like with Feldman, no news was good news. Right. But every time that there wasn't a confirmation, I would sweat it because I'm like, he's going to break the story. He's going to break the story. There wasn't a denial of it. And mm -hmm. that was really what was, I, I was really trying to pay attention to what was not being said. You look for context clues, but reporting is verifying your context clues Absolutely. through sources, hearing stuff and, and networking. But someone, 
I'm sure their Twitter account's saying, duh, I told you this was going to happen three weeks ago. Yeah, because there were signs there. There were, there were a lot of context clues. But, um, yeah, I, I am not really cut out for that insider life. And it's not, it wasn't my intention. I, I think my, how it happened organically, and I kind of, it grew into this force of its own, was I was just plugged in. Mm-hmm. Being that I'm a media member, being that I'm a booster, this was the first year of me actually giving as much financial support as I possibly could to a university I did not go to. I went to Miami, Dade College. <laughs> I'm, I'm a shark. Um, but that's what this school represents to so many people, as you know, yep. Jeremy. I, I envy the, the amount of pride that you had in UCF. Uh, I, I love the atmosphere there. Miami is just not that kind of program. And I love this program through my youth, and I kind of felt like, well, I need to get out off of the sidelines and, and into the game. This is not the Mike Ryan Miami story, but this is just as a means to explain how I got really involved. Well, people want to hear practices. that, though. Yeah, people want to hear how you got involved this way and, and this plugged in. I was going to practices because of my standing in the media, and then I, I, I wanted to give money to the program because, obviously, we were struggling to compete in the Coastal and I, I just wanted to – I didn't want to complain like a lot of fans do and not feel like I could do something about it. I would travel with the team. I would network. I would go into the, the 72 club, and, and I would talk to other boosters, and I would hear things. And thankfully, I may not be Dan Lambert uh, when it comes to resources, but I have an incredible platform with the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gotts. It's – the most popular sports podcast in America, and we do the local hour a la carte on purpose, and I would use that platform to talk about specific Miami things, and mm-hmm. my frustrations have been well chronicled with the current, adi- well, the previous attitude at the University hey, of Miami. Hey, previous, saying that yeah. for the first time. Well, well, Jeremy, I think that's the biggest story here. Mario Cristobal is obviously a proven commodity at head coach, and Dan Radakovich is a proven commodity at athletic director, but it doesn't mean anything if you're not going to support them the way programs that compete at the highest level support their football programs. Miami could have hired Mario Cristobal a few years ago, mm-hmm. and he probably would have failed at that point. He's, he's had growth and development as a head coach, but it was the same old from Miami. Mario Cristobal was not going to take this job unless he got assurances from Miami that they were ready to get in the game. Miami had always kind of assumed that just being in Miami and having that U on your helmet was enough. Right. Because it kind of was early on, but the dynamics of big-time college athletics and recruiting and and now certainly NIL and all these things, teleconference, Mm -hmm. private jets, (laughs) it, it is a lot harder to keep your kids. And in order to keep your kids... Mario Cristobal had more success recruiting South Florida kids than Manny Diaz, even though he was like a world away, at minimum two flights away. Yep. It is a very – people think Oregon's such a great job. They have their own challenges. Right. For a head coach, they're 300 miles away from the, the, the next great recruit at least. They're at minimum two flights away from wherever you're trying to go to recruit kids. It's a tough job. And now he comes here as someone that owns recruiting owns you're talking about somebody that has top five top 10 classes and this was a guy that didn't have coming from FIU and and the Nick Saban coach rehabilitation program he had to prove it and he did he had two conference championships a Rose Bowl win 
I, everybody wants to hold the losses over Utah over his head. Utah just so happens to be a very good team. Mm -hmm. Oregon's pretty beat up. And I may I remind you and your audience that one of the best moments of program history of the 21st century for Miami was getting absolutely tonked in an ACC championship yep. game. So I'll take that for now. And I'll worry about all the frustrations that come with possibly not getting to that next level until he proves that possibly not get into that next level when they come. But for right now, as my intentions have always been, it's just like you guys can win the coastal. You guys can win the That's coastal. Big. Just win the coastal. But being in that space, I mean, if the worst case scenario is that you just have someone that is a CEO of a football program, like a real grown adult in the room with real grown adult resources behind him coming from the university in a way that hasn't been there for so many years. That's the quote-unquote new Miami. I know that was the phrasing when Manny Diaz came in was the new Miami, but this feels more real in that way. And so I wonder just in, in the final moments of, because this, as you chronicled, it, it started years ago in sort of getting plugged in, but at the beginning of this season was the first time it felt like we heard like news coming from you out of camp. Here's what people are saying. And that sort of were the building blocks to this moment in the last few days. So as this all came together, when did you sort of start to realize, hold on a second, I'm not only really plugged in here and, and telling the story, but I can, through these Twitter threads, basically inform everyone of everything that's going to be happening in these final moments. I would say that I kind of knew that there was a point of no return when my network started growing the more that I started reporting on it. I always mm. had very good sources, and this wasn't, you know, I'm sure, Jeremy, you work in South Florida media. I'm sure in the last couple of days, you received a text that said Mario is coming to Miami yep. and a screen cap <laughs> of, of proof or Mario's at Jose Moss's house right now. And like, everyone got that. Um, yes. There's a lot of Miami-centric things that you have to suss out, and the only way that you could do that with this unique story was to have access to every single level of this negotiation. You had to make sure to suss everything out to, the more I reported on it, the more avenues I had to verify some of the things that I had heard. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, in a network, there wasn't too much that I, I couldn't run with because I had built pretty trustworthy relationships over the course of 20 years and certainly the last few months around the, uh, the program and, and they hadn't let me, let me down. But towards the end of the story, when Oregon was desperate to keep its coach and you now all of a sudden had their own entities, uh, sometimes acting as, as this is, they have very good reporters over there at Oregon, but right. sometimes the nature of, of leaking things to the media is to posture Right. a little bit. And so you had to worry about what was coming out of Oregon as they were quite frankly a little surprised by how serious Mario was about leaving. They knew they had to sign him to an extension, but I kind of think they got caught a little bit with their pants down on the legitimate possibility that Mario would be leaving and well, and Miami stepping up monetarily to be able to yeah. make it so yeah, maybe that's what everybody was kind of counting on. It's like, why is that a good job? We all know the problems, and they right. just echo tropes that aren't necessarily accurate. But w when that what becomes was the reputation, what the reputation kind of grew bigger than the actual the actuality of mm -hmm. the uh, the situation. So 
there, there were a lot of moving parts, especially towards the end where you have a head coach in Mario Cristobal who has never been in this situation before, Jeremy. I mean, he he had success at FIU, and it went south real quick, unusually so, with Pete Garcia at FIU, and he had to rebuild his career out there. Anytime he had really – he had never left a program that he was wildly popular at. Right. Right? He had never been in a yeah. situation where it was like, please don't go. The only thing he had in his past was – the the inception of his, I guess, demise at FIU was he was negotiating with Pitt mm-hmm. for their head head coaching job over there. It caught Pete Garcia by surprise. That's what happened there. But there were reports that Mario Cristobal was going to be the head football coach at Pitt, right? if you can remember all that. Yeah. And in part, in part, there were other things at play, but in part to Mario's indecision on that front because he's a a notorious second guesser that kind of evaporated for him so you always had that kind of hanging over this thing it's not done until it's done and Miami had a really bizarre situation which their head coaching position wasn't vacant so you had an athletic director that was very nervous right towards the latter stages of this to have not have heard back from the head coach he'd be tied to so you can understand why my morning the day the news broke wasn't so so great but it's the importance of having multiple sources at high levels you can suss some things out the the radikovich cold feed and 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 nervousness was a kind of a, a real thing miami never felt like it was big enough to undo what they had already agreed to uh I, I, I'm not comfortable with revealing the timeline on how early sure. they agreed to it, but it was it was made very clear to Miami that if they gave Mario everything that he was asking for, he'd sign up for his dream job. And Miami was very quickly ready to step up to the plate for Mario Cristobal. That is how much they valued him. But until it's done, Jeremy, yeah. <laughs> it's it ain't done. And that uh, that kind of loomed over this. But I, I thankfully. Uh, I was able to uh, get down to the bottom of what was going on, realize that uh, all the plans were still a go, and uh, Mario Cristobal is now the new head coach at the University of Miami. And hopefully, hopefully, if they're really serious about these resources, which I know them to be, we don't have to do this for another 15 years. That would be wonderful. For everybody involved, I think even for non-Miami fans, it would be great. It was just <laughs> yeah, some just stability. For people following me on Twitter. Yeah, just for, for everyone. Yes. <laughs> but, all right, so, so not, to go, uh, not to go full Dan here, but in that darkest moment when it was starting to freak you out that maybe everybody's getting cold feet, things aren't going to work itself out. Was there a real moment of doubt for you? And yeah. when that moment of doubt happens, what's running through your head? Uh, there was a moment of concern as someone that loves the program. Right. Uh, uh, here's the thing about Eugene. It's very far away. Yes. It's, it's super far away. And when you wake up to some new information, it's really hard to confirm and, right, and, like and get more context. Yeah, get more context at what's four in the morning over there. So thankfully, I had other sources, and I, and I figured it out. We're going real inside 
this uh, this report, Jeremy. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little too inside, but I I was concerned because anytime a proven 63-year-old athletic director with a lot of success is like what's going on here? I I need to speak to Mario. This this is kind of a big deal. Uh if if that person's showing a little concern, I'm going to show a little concern and I'm really happy that it all got got figured out because my ultimate intention with all of this, as I told you earlier on in this interview, was just do whatever I could to get Miami to where I felt it had a, a destiny to be at. Mm-hmm. I know that's super arrogant, but th- th- there's a history here. Look, you're you're also like the perfect age to have the Miami arrogance of the University of Miami program. Like you have both ends of massive success of Miami tied into you, and so. I, I can understand the Miami arrogance. I'm arrogant off of one season of UCF football in a modern a nation, era. A, na- that, a national title. Hey, national title according to your show, okay? That's sponsored yeah. by you guys. You're the ones who solidified it. Uh, I and my regrets. Yeah, I, I'm sure you too. I'm sure you all do about that one. Enabled people like me to be as obnoxious as we were. I'm going to ask you just, uh, just a couple last questions, and, and we'll wrap up. Thanks for taking the time here. I was wondering with with the show specifically actually i imagine in in reporting and and doing something very serious like this where there were no jokes involved this was reporting on a very serious story with serious implications if you're getting the information wrong and if everything is is going awry in negotiations and people are getting cold feet so was it difficult for you at any point and not you personally, but based off the reputation of the show of having hijinks to overcome and have people take seriously what you were reporting? Because I feel like it took a little while for people to throw out there per Michael Ryan Ruiz on Twitter and things like that. Yeah, a lot of people were asking, is this a bit? Right. <laughs> and I don't really, I guess we've we've earned it. I think people that have followed, in particular, the local hour have kind of known that my homerism has subdued and turned a little bit yeah. more into uh booster insider over the last couple of years. But yep. if you were just coming in from the outside and you're just tangentially aware of what our show does, I'd be like, who's this jokester counseling his orb on Twitter? <laughs> um, right. So, so I get it. We had a delicate balance, but I, that's, that's the beauty of our show. I think over the last, 20 years is mm-hmm. that um we get you in in the tent but there there are meaty topics from social commentary from dan to legit news breaking occasionally we have a lot of people on staff that are very talented that have worked in media and have really good relationships and you never know when you're in media that long when one of your relationships is going to all of a sudden be in a national spotlight like this so i, I think we did our best to really tell the audience and we had to, probably the messaging was a little redundant but really tell the audience that it it wasn't a bit <laughs> right when when dan is as credible as he is and he says mike's good on this one it actually it goes a really long way mm-hmm. it absolutely does and and that is like you said the delicate balance of as you guys always say getting people in the circus tent and then you know, providing real information and real commentary on real things. Last question for you, and then I will let you go. As a Miami fan today, take off the newsbreaker hat, the journalist, everything that comes with that. 
as a Miami fan, how great does today feel and how excited are you about the future of the program? We keep losing our kids to other states. If you look at the recruiting rankings right now, there aren't a lot of South Florida kids committed. I know that's evolved a little bit, and I kind of thought that that was telling too, Jeremy, that given all the uh, the mystery surrounding the head coaching position, you finally had kids committing yep. to Miami. It was a very and, odd and time. And good players. Good players. Really good players. The, the linebacker from Central in particular is a, a standout player. He's great. Look, Mario Cristobal was... He's on the Mount Rushmore of reasons why this recruiting thing got away from Miami because yeah. of what he was able to do at Alabama and how he was able to establish a template for that program and other big programs to really aggressively go after talent. He is an absolute recruiting monster, and that is massive for a program that prided itself, you know, tight end you, QBU, <laughs> running back you, linebacker you. There have been years where we don't have a first rounder in there. Mm -hmm. Look at who look at who the number one overall traffic is likely to be in this year's NFL draft. That's a type of talent recruiter yep. that Mario Cristobal is. And it stands to reason you you bring Miami's talent up to where it should be. You give him the resources to build out a staff to maybe help where some in the national media might say, well, Mario Cristobal might be a little deficient when it comes to in-game managing and, and building out a game plan. When a game goes sideways, what is the expertise he's got to lean on to fix a game? Well, if you, you get him a, a prized OC yep. that's considered top in the nation, now you're cooking with gas a little bit. You have a quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke who smashed – ACC records, and you're living in the portal age where players can jump schools one time, no consequences. And to jump to Miami, of all places, is, is certainly appealing. And Jeremy, it's only getting worse. Forget just the Coastal. It is getting real bad over at Clemson. They've mm -hmm. lost their AD. They're losing their OC. They've lost their DC. They've preached family, and they have kept everything so insular for so long. And now they're on unsettled ground a little bit. Miami, if, if, if Mario Cristobal is who I believe him to be, Miami can compete for the ACC conference from day one. Wow. From day one. And this is, look, this shouldn't come as a surprise. We were saying Miami should win the Coastal and yeah, spring this season. Right, right. So I, I expect Miami to at least get us to Charlotte. And I promise at least, at least one or two losses in that ACC championship game before I get all emotional again. All right. All right. At least just a couple of them before it starts freaking out. Yeah. I, uh, I think it would be great for, for college football in general. And I know that I, I am someone who constantly is sort of trolling Miami fandom being down here as a UCF guy, but it's better for college football when Miami is good, and it, it would be exciting if Mario Cristobal can bring them back to, to where we would all like them to be. Mike, I would love to talk with you more at a later date, and I'm going to uh, save that for another time um, to dive more into just your career and, and everything else. But this has been a pleasure, and, and congratulations on both breaking the news and having a new head coach as a Miami football fan. Yeah, it's a weird dynamic, <laughs> but I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, Jeremy. Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami Miked Up with me, Jeremy Taché. 
And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers or toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places. 